At Disability Rights Arkansas, we are focused on guidance for people with disabilities on how to navigate your rights, things that help with your everyday life, and how to navigate the complex systems of how to get the support you need. In this podcast, including you, we bring that information directly to you, the listener, on things like accessibility questions, career and care, and even the nuances of love life with a disability. I'm your host, Lainey Jennings Hall. In this episode, you're getting personal. We're talking about the subject that makes your palms all sweaty and weak in the knees. Yep, we're talking dating. Today, I'm joined by Wednesday Kramer, Self Advocates Network Development Project Coordinator for the Arkansas Alliance for Disability Advocacy at Disability Rights Arkansas. Thank you for joining me today, Wednesday. Thank you for having me. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your background? Um, I, my name is Wednesday, Wednesday Kramer, and I was not born on a Wednesday like most people think. My name actually comes from the Adams family. I always like to start with that. I am the Self Advocates Network Development SAN Project Coordinator at Arkansas Alliance for Disability Advocacy. Um, so that really means that I provide advocacy training and leadership development to people with disabilities across Arkansas. Advocacy and talking about issues that affect people with disabilities is really important to me because I myself am actually a self-advocate. I was born um, with a disability. I have spina bifida, so I've used a wheelchair all my life. And I know today we're talking about dating, relationships, different things like that. And so I find this topic so important. I am, uh, you know, haven't been out of college very long. So dating is a part of my life right now. Um, And so I love talking about it and how my experiences may differ from uh, friends I have that don't have disabilities. Yes, we're we're getting personal today. We're talking about we're talking about dating. We're talking about sex life. We do want to put a small disclaimer on this podcast. We are talking dating. We are talking sex. These can be uncomfortable topics for some, but these are important topics, especially when we're talking about dating. Well, for anyone, but from the perspective of an individual with a disability. And we really thought this was a conversation that needed to be had. Yeah, so this uh, topic is so important for us to talk about. People with disabilities are, um, you know, like people without disabilities. Many of us date, want relationships. I have friends who are disabled who are now married um, and are looking at starting a family. Um, And, you know, this topic is also important because research shows that individuals with disabilities are more than twice as likely to be victims of violent crimes as those without a disability. So it's important we talk about, um, you know, knowing your rights and um, being safe and, you know, not really um, not wanting to talk about it. I know sometimes dating can be awkward to talk about. Um, sexuality, relationships, all of that can be uh, kind of an awkward conversation for everyone, but it's so important we have that conversation. So that way we all are better educated and everyone um, is safe and uh, feels comfortable, you know, being in the dating scene and um, if that is what they want to do and has the tools and resources they need to do that and hear from experiences from people with disabilities about what it's like been dating so they can hear the good and the bad. Um, and all that. Now, I think you bring up a really great point, Wednesday. You know, those conversations are awkward. Uh, You know, thinking back to, you know, the talk with your parents or your guardian or or the sexual education that's offered in um, in a school setting. Um, I'm thinking back to I was from a very rural school setting. 
Um, and for us, the quote unquote sexual education that we received was the boys in one room, the girls in another, and the girls learn frankly about their period. Um, and, and that's, that's not sexual education. Yes. Yeah. Um, depending on, you know, where you live and even within, you know, depending on what state you live in, what school you go to, sexual education looks different for everyone. Um, but like I said a minute ago, um, people with disabilities are more likely to be victims of violent crimes, including sexual assault. And so it's so important that we talk about sexuality, what's okay, what's not okay, importance of saying no, um, and also just the importance of, you know, being open, like I said, about this conversation so everyone can be safe um, and everyone feels like they can, um, you know, really be part of this conversation with dating and they feel like they belong in the dating scene because people with disabilities, like I said, many of us do want to date and do date. Um, and that is something that needs to be talked about more. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in the dating world is is so different now. I mean, are you dating online? Are you dating in person? And, and I think, as you said, you really have to know your boundaries. You really have to know with, um, what you're comfortable with, that self-awareness and that and that self-determination. Um, Wednesday, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, I, I love how you use the word boundaries. I think it's so important to know what those boundaries are and to be self-aware. You know, self-awareness is all about knowing yourself um, and you know, being more open with these conversations. And it really allows people to think and reflect on what they would want or what they wouldn't want. Um, so, you know, as an adult, I have figured out what I like, what my preferences are, what I don't like, what I'll accept, what I won't accept in a conversation or more with um, an individual I'm interested in. And I, um, you know, can assert those boundaries. And uh, you mentioned like the different ways you can date now with where we're in in um, 2023 as we're recording this. You know, I um, currently am on dating apps, which is an interesting experience. Um, and on there, I am very quick to, um, you know, exit the conversation, delete the the conversation and be like, you know, this isn't uh, what I want anymore. So I'm going to not speak to you anymore. And we'll just try with the next one. Um, and I think with the, you know, different ways of dating, um, I know something else we were going to talk about today, too, is disclosure. And with myself and many, you know, other people uh, my age and our 20s, 30s are dating online now. Um, a big topic that I've seen um, among different people with disabilities is, do you disclose or do you not disclose online? If you're not just meeting someone in person, you know, what? What um what does that look like? And so for me personally, I do disclose now what what that means for me is I don't put it in my bio. I don't write out I'm disabled. Um, but I uh, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I am in a wheelchair and I have pictures where you can um, clearly see my wheelchair. And I also in my bio don't necessarily directly say like I said I don't say I'm disabled, but I do talk about my passion for disability rights. And so in conjunction with the two and um, what I put as my job title being an advocator of disability rights, um, you know, it is pretty clear then that I am disabled. Um, I choose to do it because I would rather read out people that, you know, wouldn't be interested at all at having a conversation with me. Um, and I know other people that decide not to disclose in any form 
on their dating profiles um, because they want someone to get to know them a little bit before they disclose. And I can understand that as well. I don't, I don't want to sound, you know, bad or anything in this, but can you talk about, have you, have you faced stigmas from disclosing or not disclosing on in, in either way? I, I can imagine just from some of the research that I've done, there is, there's some weirdos out there. <laughs> um, have, have you faced any of those stigmas in, in, in the dating online app with, with the disclosure piece of it? Yeah, so um, something I didn't mention a minute ago that I probably should have, um, I have been on and off dating apps for the last, like, I don't know, seven, eight years since I um, was an undergrad. And when I very, very first started dating apps, like the first time I ever got on one, I actually didn't disclose my disability. Um, honestly, like, again, it was so long ago that I don't remember exactly what my reasoning was. I think I had another friend at the time that wasn't, and I, and in my mind, and, and I don't think like my disability, um, should really be a factor if someone's interested in me or not. But so I just didn't think to put one. I had some cute pictures of me just sitting and like where you couldn't really tell I was in a wheelchair. And, and so that's just what I chose to do at the time. But I, I distinctly remember, um, talking to a guy and we'd have like a pretty long conversation. We had some things in common and I remember him sending a picture, like he was hanging out with some of his friends and he's like, Oh, like, let me see like a picture of you with your friends. And so the picture I sent him at that point, like I said, talked to him for a little bit. Um, you could clearly see I was in a wheelchair because it was a full body picture and immediately no conversation. He left the conversation and just like exited out and deleted me from like one of his matches. Um, and so from then on, I was like, okay, let me just right out of the gate, let you know. So that way I don't have to have that experience. Now on the flip side of that, since I have chosen, and I I, I really believe I will continue to have some form of disclosure or, or make it apparent in some form that I am disabled on my profile. I, um, you know, I have received interesting messages. Um, while I'm only on dating apps so much, depending how busy I am in, and I go through seasons where I'm like, oh, I'm done with these and I delete them. And then I, you know, eventually redownload them. So I go to weddings and I'm like, okay, maybe we'll try this again. Um, but I have gotten on more than one occasion, a message that, you know, at the beginning may be really nice. Like, Hey, how's your day going? What are you doing? You know, some pleasantries like that. Um, but eventually, or right at the very beginning, I get a message along the line of, can you have sex? I've literally gotten like that direct question of can you have sex or a direct question about my disability. And I'm always at this point The it hasn't happened real recently, but previously when it's happened, I just delete the match and I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I would be interested if someone said that now to see how I'd respond and be like, what, why, why do you, why are you assuming these things? Um, and so, yeah, and I've had, um, which I know is something we were kind of going to touch on. I had someone who I, I believe was just curious, but alluded to the fact that like, maybe we can have relations in your wheelchair. And it, it was much more crude the way he said it, but that is what he said. I and mean, his profile didn't give any indication that he was that kind of guy. Um, but he did say that, and that goes into um, research I've done before and things I've heard of fetishes and devotees. And devotees are, you know, people that are interested in people 
um, and have a preference towards people with disabilities. Um, and so that is something also to kind of be aware of and to know. Um, and so again, I think he was maybe more just interested, maybe he had ever met with someone that has a disability. And so he thought it'd be different and interesting. Um, again, that person was unmatched immediately as well. Um, but yeah, I've gotten, I have several stories like that. So being aware of curiosities versus fetishes or devotees, um, something to keep in mind when, when dating. So we talked a little bit about dating via app. Um, let's talk about, about dating in person. I mean, there are obviously considerations um, for dating in person, you know, the old school way. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not as, as common these days to just uh, meet up with someone at a bar or at a library or, I don't know, Walmart. Where do people meet these days? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> but we met in a Walmart parking lot. Fantastic. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my parents met at a, at a grocery store. Um, so that's, that's Walmart. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think it was Walmart for them. I think it was like a Harvest Foods or something. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, it does still happen. Um, but I do know that there are considerations for for dating in person. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the things to consider when, when dating in person as well. Yeah. So, um, even when going out with friends, but especially, you know, dating, dating is awkward. Um, at least I, I think most people it with or without, yeah, I think, I don't think that's just a, that's a, for everyone thing, generally speaking. Um, yeah, I think, you know, accessibility is still a really big concern that a lot of people with disabilities have. You know, even when I go out with my friends, I, ha- I had a friend once we were coming back from a Mexican restaurant. She's like, oh, you should come up to my apartment. And, you know, we had a few drinks before this. So, you know, she she wasn't um, and we did have a designated driver. So no worries. But she wasn't, I don't think, clearly thinking because she lived on the third floor and there was no elevator. And so I was like, I can't, I can't I literally cannot come visit you at your apartment. Um, and so even someone I was close to who knew me well and, and you know, generally was more aware of that, usually um, wasn't thinking about that. So accessibility concerns um, at, you know, uh, various housing places, like if you want to go over someone's house. Uh, and then also even like <clears throat> going to a restaurant. Um, restaurants, especially if you're, you know, maybe going to not a, a, a chain restaurant, but you're going to like a small, cute little Italian place or something, they may not always be the most accessible. Um, and so, yeah, I I would say even when I'm traveling, um, you know, for non-dating reasons or going somewhere, I usually look up if I don't know a place to see if they're accessible. But if I am talking to someone about potentially meeting them in a public place, that is something that I do a lot of research for. And I put it really on myself because it is, like I said, dating is already kind of awkward. And then to have to like, I mean, if someone knows I'm in a wheelchair, then I I think they can assume that it has to be accessible. But I don't necessarily in our first 10 conversations want to explain all of the things like I need. And that's just a lot to potentially put on someone who I, I may only go on one date with and like who doesn't need to know all of my business and everything I would need. Um, If you want to do that and have that conversation right off the bat, then I think that's great. But I just honestly, for me, I just don't think it's worth it unless I'm going to be with someone long term and I I haven't had a long term relationship. I've just gone on a few dates here and there. So when I have gone on a date, I have or have talked to someone about potentially going on a date. I have done a lot of research or 
I really like when a guy's like, where do you want to go? And then I suggest a place that I know, like the bathroom's accessible. I know that the place is accessible. I won't have to ask for a lot of help. Things aren't as tall. Um, you know, it is okay to ask for help. But on a first date, I really just don't want, you know, someone I don't really know well having to help me with personal things. No, and I think that's a great point too. Of, and this kind of goes back to that self-awareness that, that you know, knowing what, what you're comfortable asking for, what you're comfortable, you know, just knowing what you want ahead of time, um, but also using your voice and advocating for yourself. Um, I think that's that's very important to know that you have the right to do that. Um, on while you're dating, like, okay, look, these, these are the things that I know I need up front. Like, okay, we're going on this date. I need to know where we're going. Cause I need these things. Um, and I think that that's a great point, um, that if you're going to take this, that you can date and then you can still do all these things. And these things are things you got to have. Yes. I think it is, uh, a bit of a side comment, but it is, I think difficult in dating or, or even with friendships, but especially with dating, you know, people may want to surprise you. And unfortunately, unless like I've disclosed a lot or I'm in like a long-term relationship with someone who's been around me enough and, and really understands what accessibility means and means for me, I can't like surprises aren't a thing. Like I can't have that. Or I mean, I, I guess I can, but then there's always the risk of showing up in and then it not working out. Um, and that would be, for me, real awkward. And, you know, I think um, a place not being accessible is nothing to be embarrassed about. I think that's solely on them. But in that moment, when you're dressed up and like wanting to like, you know, someone to think you're cute, I can't imagine what that feeling would feel like. Yeah, so definitely being prepared to speak up for yourself and and advocating for what you need and what you what you have the right to have um you know like being able to to get into the building <laughs> that's very key and very important um so no I think that that's a great point um I do want to kind of circle back real quick to to kind of the beginning of our conversation about um safety because I, I know you talked about it a little bit but I really want to kind of circle back to it because we've talked about accessibility, we've talked about, you know, that that first time dating. And I do think it is we, we just kind of tiptoed along the safety piece, but I do really want to, I do want to hit home on that it really is important. Um sexual education is very soft in a lot of schools. And and yes, it's it's a it's an embarrassing conversation to have with any parent, but there are so it's, I just want to drive home while we're, while we're wrapping up this conversation that th- those conversations are necessary. I mean, it's a scary world out there for any female period. I mean, I mean, I'll get on my soapbox here. I mean, you're not going to meet many females that after a day walking home in the dark or whatever, they most likely are carrying their keys. They've got a, you know, a key tucked between your finger because just stuff happens. But I do know, as you quoted us, Wednesday, can you requote that stat for us about the, the, some of the rates? Yes. Um, so people with disabilities are uh, twice or even sometimes three times as likely to be victims of violent crimes and that and that includes crimes like sexual assault. Some statistics even show higher rates, um, which will be kind of linked in the resources as well. Some of those um, that I'm mentioning right now. Um, so it is, you know, 
it is uh, a, a difficulty. You know, I the the reality is as someone in a wheelchair who isn't maybe quite as strong as someone else, it would be in a especially in a private place. Um, reality for me, it'd be easier for someone to overpower me than maybe someone else. Um, I can't, you know, run away if my wheelchair isn't near me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm basically stuck, which is unfortunate. So I think that's why it's so important to make sure you have safeguards in place. And I, I think, you know, some of the things that even, um, like you said, I, I think this is a issue for other women, of course, too, uh, issue of like, you know, will something happen, you know, telling someone where you're going, you know, maybe even a, a close family, a friend member sharing your location, saying like, I'm supposed to be done with this date by this time, having a code word, like if I text you uh, unicorns, you know, like, hey, you need to like, I need help. Um, and I also think, you know, I think it's nice um, if people in a sometimes a safer choice to meet in a public place first, if you've never met someone first and, you know, um, drive separately, um, you know, don't maybe get in the vehicle with someone the first time you've met them. And, and a lot of these safety tips people may have heard of before. I think it's important to keep reminding people of these because um, I, you know, I think they can make a really big difference. And and I I, I feel like I have these conversations on several of these podcasts you have these rights. These are conversations that every single individual, not just female, every individual here is when they're dating, like these rights are the same for everybody. Um, you, you, we all have these rights. And, and I just want everyone to, to remember that you have these rights when dating. Um, everyone has the right to date, no matter what they choose to or not. Yeah. Um, that's complete. It's up to the individual what they want to do. They still have that right to date. And, you know, I, kind of along these same lines, um, you know, you, you, uh, you know, of course have the right to say no and you should, if you ever feel comfortable, um, you have the right, I mean, you should expect people to treat you with respect and if they aren't, that's not okay. Um, and you, I mean, you, like I said, have the right to say no. And as an individual disability, um, I know, you know, I'm speaking as a, a female, um, and I, I know in general for females, confidence can be challenging. And I think disability can let, uh, add a layer to that potentially, especially depending on your age. And, you know, you have the 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 right to be choosy. Like you, uh, I know singleness, at least for me, can be lonely, but you have the right to be choosy and to decide like, hey, this is what I want from someone. And if I'm not getting that, then I will continue to be single until someone gets that, uh, gives me that. And, you know, um, just like someone without a disability, you should only, you know, want the very best for yourself. I really hope that for everyone. And you, you should have the boundaries that you feel like you need to have and only accept the very best. I mean, right to be choosy. That is the name of the podcast, right? Or the name of this episode right there. You have the right to be choosy. I love it. Um, we got kind of heavy there at the end. So Wednesday, we are going to do a quick round of um, what are some red flags that you may see in the dating world? Because I mean, there's there's just some, there's just all kinds of things out there right now. So we, we've kind of tiptoed around some of some of the things you've seen, but when they hit us with some red flags, you may see, or some of our listeners may see, or 
um, here in the dating world? So I would say I'm going to preference this by saying this is if you've made it clear and like you, you know, you're just wanting to date. You're not interested in just hookups. If you are, you know, go you, you can do that. And that is your, you know, that is your right to to have a hookup. But um, for me, like I am interested in dating in a relationship with someone. Um, and it's, uh, you know, for me, if especially on my profile, I'll make it pretty clear what I'm looking for. So if the, if a guy for me, I am straight, if a guy immediately messaged me and asked me about sex, can I have it? How do I have it? How many times I've had it? Had all those questions. That's a red flag and an unmatch for me. Um, I also uh, would say, you know, just general red flags. Um, for me, especially when we're talking about virtual dating, um, you know, do do you guys have clear pictures of themselves? You know, if I can't really see what you look like, that's a little concerning. If you look different in all your pictures, maybe we need to make sure they're not a catfish. Um, (laughs) I, I also, red flag for me is when I see in their bio, like, oh, I don't know what to say. Um, here's my Snapchat. And like, pretty clearly, like, not really interested, probably dating. They may just want some things that, you know, I'm personally not interested in. Um, they just want yeah. to send some specific pictures. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> if they can't ask about you, if you're talking and they're just talking all about themselves or they can't keep the conversation going and you're the only one asking questions and they're giving one or two word answers, they keep responding, but, you know, they're not really engaging in the conversation, I would say. I, I could say that would be a red flag too. Um, but yeah, those are some red flags I've definitely seen. Thank you so much, Wednesday. Okay, I have one final question for you, and I did not prepare you for this, and I apologize. If you had one word of advice for dating in today's day and age, um, what what word of advice would you have for um, dating with a disability? So if I if I had to like really close this and say one thing about dating with a disability, um especially in today's technological dating scene, I would say with dating that it isn't so important to be self-aware before you really start that journey. Know who you are and what you want and know what boundaries you have um, and really think that through. Um, And as you're talking to people in person or virtually that you have um, that in mind. Um, cause I think it's easy to, um, get enthralled by like, well, he's, you know, for me, because I'm, I'm straight and I, I like guys, you know, he's really cute. You know, maybe I can be okay with this when it is something that if you asked me a month ago, it was a deal breaker. Um, and again, like something I said earlier, it's okay to be choosy. And at the same time, it's also okay to feel loneliness and singleness. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't still be cheesy. Um, so it's okay to be both. Wednesday, I really don't think you could have phrased it any better. That was like perfect dating 101 advice for everyone out there. So thank you. Thank you, Wednesday, for joining me today on Including You. As was stated in today's episode, remember, everyone has a right to date. They have a right to be single, to be choosy. And it's even okay to feel lonely, too. Make sure to check out the show notes for additional links and resources from today's show. At Disability Rights Arkansas, we envision an Arkansas where people with disabilities are equal members in their communities and can dictate their lives through self-determination. 
And as made clear in today's episode, we can't create that change without bringing self-advocates to the table. If you are interested in more information, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website.